What is going on, Riser drivers, grid visors, everyone out there, passengers included, Dara lovers, Dara haters, and of course, grid visors. Welcome. What's going on, Jay? You seem like very energetic. I'm today. really not. I'm I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew, sugar, M and M's, dude. I'm I wired like on candy. sugar. Is that leftover Halloween candy? Yeah, it's left. It's 170 calories for this. I, should be drinking That's horrible this. for you. I'm there goes your diet. Out yeah, the door. Exactly. Um. <sighs> so I feel like we got some pretty interesting stuff to talk about today. Kind of, are there like four topics that I think are really going to be interesting for us um, in terms of understanding, you know, how many rideshare drivers actually want to be classified as employees. That's a pretty hot topic right now. So I think it'll be so interesting to kind of look at the data and see what drivers um, really think and not just what's like the noise going around the media. Then um, let's talk about, we also have a stat, an interesting stat about how many riders are actually taking gum. Cause you know, you see drivers like offering gum and water and things like this. Like how many of them are actually taking it? I never have take some, and I never give. So you never take and <laughs> never give. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. One way, to, one way to put it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Travis K cashes out of uber we're going to talk about that and then um a little bit some news about uber's autonomous vehicles in Mm. that accident they had in arizona i think it was last year so let's uh let's let's get into it let's talk about this stat about rideshare drivers wanting to be employees now before we get into the stat uh i just wanted to say everybody that's watching this right now think of it in your own situation do you want to be classified as an employee? Let us know in the comment section below. Pause this video, comment below. Good and point. while you're commenting, Brandon, what should they do? Subscribe. Hit that red bell button. Subscribe. Turn on the notification bell. Subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. All right. Gender really wants you guys to subscribe. Um, We're almost at 300. You probably won't. will stop saying that if everyone subscribes. I know. So seriously. If everyone gets subscribed. I'll, I'll stop. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so really interesting would be interesting to see like how many people you know how do you how do you guys feel do you want to be classified as employees do you think that's a good idea um we'll love to hear people's thoughts because when we surveyed we surveyed over 500 ratchet drivers oh, wow. um we actually released this data um a couple weeks ago but we never really highlighted it and i wanted to kind of bring it back into the conversation there'll be a link below uh, um, yeah. a link below yeah you uh, got it uh, 55% of rideshare drivers say they do not want to be classified as employees, right? And then so if you hear a lot of kind of just like noise, like not noise, I mean, if you hear a lot of looking to like the media and things like that, you will hear like a lot of rideshare drivers or people talking about, oh, rideshare drivers should be classified as employees. Um, but when you look at the data, not everyone actually wants that. It's actually shocking to me. I thought based off of the so-called noise out there on the interwebs, mainly through the forums and YouTube channels and all that, that drivers didn't really want to be classified as employees. But we did the survey, 55 to 45. It's really not that much more. Right. It's pretty evenly split. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people in, you know, there's standard deviations, all that, all that good stuff, variants all and stuff like that. So, I mean, good stuff, yeah. Right. I mean, it's basically 50 50 at this, yeah. <laughs> at, at this point. So like Roger drivers seem like 
you know, some people want it and some people don't. We didn't really analyze it by state, so it would be interesting to see, like, drivers in California only. True. How do they feel mm -hmm. about that? Because they're really facing that decision right now. But in terms of, like, the broader market right now, people are, people are split. And I think that's because, you know, while drivers definitely deserve more in terms of benefits, they deserve more in terms of earnings, they deserve more in terms of just overall opportunity, um, also don't want to give up flexibility. Like, I would even say being classified as an employee, Brandon, comes with its own risks. I mean, you have right. – not flexibility aside. You can get terminated for low acceptance rates. You can get terminated right. for high cancellation rates. You might be forced to accept every trip. You might be forced even, Brandon, to drive in certain areas at certain times. Yeah. And I think those cons uh, outweigh the pros of being an employee. Yeah, there's definitely a lot that is – it goes – there's a lot that goes in. I don't know. It's kind of like a nice idea, like being an employee, like benefits. Maybe you have to like at least get minimum wage plus some probably. But um, there's some considerations. I'm not necessarily saying one side or the other is better or worse. I'm saying that there's like um, – you got to kind of look at the larger, the bigger picture. Yeah. Can you tell what side I'm on, though, as a driver? You know, I'm. Agenda, what side are you on? Where, I'm, on 50, where are you I'm part on? of the 55%, Brandon. Part of the 55%. Not want to be classified as an employee. Because let me tell you something. This is what I think, my honest opinion. I think a lot of these drivers who want to be classified employee, as employees right. are not really. They, they don't want to be employees. They want to be reclassified as something else, something in between an employee and definitely above an independent contractor. Um, because if you really think about what being an employee means, it's not good. You're working for a boss. You're working under company rules. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're thinking that clearly. I think they're thinking, oh, we'll become employees. We'll get health care. We'll get a minimum wage. And we'll still keep earning the same amount, if not more. And, you know, drive full time whenever we feel like it. And they're not really thinking this through. Like, are you able to wake up to drive your shift at consistently? Five days out of the seven days of the week, um, are you able to are you able to do that? And those are the questions that I feel like rideshare drivers should honestly answer for themselves. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a different it's a different animal. There's not you don't sure have you is. can't just wake up whenever you want, hit an app, mm -hmm. start driving, make mm -hmm. whatever you want that day, and then and stop get health insurance right? and get a minimum guarantee. Uh, but yeah. on the other side, I will say this for before any of you, you, any of you watchers, any of you viewers, light your torches and bust out your pitchforks. You know, try to try to get Gridwise J here. I will say this: Uber does need to pay us more. Lyft doesn't need to pay us more. We do need to have a a certain right. safety net, a fallback, because as it is right now, it, it yep. simply is just too risky. It's just too much. Yep. Too much hidden costs. Um, so I will say that. Yep. I I am completely on board with using this like threat of making because it's it's as if it, it might not be great for drivers but it's horrible for Uber and Lyft like it is horrible. catastrophic for catastrophic them. agreed so they definitely don't want that so I'm definitely on board with saying okay we're gonna make this as a threat you see AB five just happen this could really happen everywhere so why don't you um, take that, you know, uh, the Drivers Protection Act. They said they're going to pay mm -hmm. drivers 120%. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and like triple that, mm -hmm. and then we can start to have a conversation. Exactly. Right. So then you remain, you remain as a as an independent driver. You keep that flexibility, 
but then you have kind of forced their hand into kind of giving you um, better pay and things like that. So there's a lot of leverage to be had, and drivers mm-hmm. need to just make sure to, to to wield that that power carefully. You know, I agree. And you know, uh, again, those of you watching, what do y'all think? Let us know. What in the do you guys think? Section We've talked about this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Want to hear from you guys? Definitely. Um, okay, let's let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Another stat that I thought was interesting that Ooh, we pulled. Um, I love numbers. Love the. I love. I love a good. Love a good data point. I think drivers love a good data points as well. And one of them. So we saw this. Um, we did another survey of passengers and drivers. Fifteen hundred past passengers. That's a lot of people. 70, what what did you say? Oh, that's a lot of people. A lot of folks. Seventy-five uh, percent of those fifteen hundred riders said they've never taken gum, water, candy, or anything, any one of those snacks from a driver. Well, never taken a single one out of all the times that they you have. You know what taken. I think about this, Brandon? What do I you think? think it's because passengers are offered these treats, and they view it as, "Oh, if I take this snack or this water, I'm a half the tip." And I really don't mm. finna want a tip. Mm. You think that's it? Do you think they're just I like? I think that's it. I think they're, they're just being cheapos. If they, if you were like, oh no no no, really, you don't have to tip me. This is for free. I mean, they're gonna take it. End of story. That's what I think. I don't really have much faith in uh, the passengers out there. Yeah, no faith in passengers. Hey, I think what that says thing. is drivers. Unless you're getting, unless you're. Um, kind of getting paid to do that by like a cargo or something like that if you're using a cargo yeah you're getting paid to to give away give away shit make sure you do it Mm -hmm. but if if you're just like buying stuff and putting your car yourself yeah probably not probably not worth it probably not (laughs) probably not necessary and we have another stat 44 percent of drivers actually offered snacks which is a lot higher than i thought it was. that blows my mind brandon a lot higher you guess what side of that spectrum i'm on the the other sixty six percent exactly. I am not one to give anything to my passengers simply because I don't need it. I mean, I've I've got a four nine eight rating, a thousand one hundred trips on Uber, and I still get tipped well and rated well. I don't offer right. gum. I don't offer snacks. What I do offer them is to get them from point A to point B in a in, in a comfortable setting. And a, a nice conversation along the way. Depending. Uh, I've been known to give day. some bad conversations. But that's a whole yeah. other podcast. Yeah. Another, another interesting thing. Um, we also did a – we also looked in, in, in to see why people gave five stars. Almost no one mentioned any snacks, water, gum, or anything like that. I, you know, I, I think this is one of the huge – like sticking points that we want to get across to all our Gridwise drivers out there that are watching this. Don't go out of your way because it's going to end up costing you money and it's not as effective as you might think because we have the numbers. We proved it. The data shows, the data shows. that three-fourths of people never will take anything, which is okay. Um, if you do anything, get water because if any if people get anything, they're pretty much always getting water. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a stat too. So if, you, if, if that... If you do want to, if you really want to do something, just go ahead and just get water. No need for candy or anything like that. Exactly. Um, and then um, uh, it, it it has almost no effect. No effect on your star rating. Like if you got a star with the water, if you get five stars with the water, you're gonna get five stars without the water. <laughs> so hundred percent. 
Totally agree, and that's uh, the data. That's not a. That's not us inferring anything. That's what the data. It shocked says. me. This data um, definitely shocked me. I was very surprised. All right. Uh, next topic. In other news, our boy Travis K. Our boy, Mister Former Mister Uber himself. What did he do, Brandon? Uh, he cashed almost completely out of. Oh his my! Stock. Almost How many out shares? Of so. So after after the IPO, everyone was kind of locked in. All the insiders, at least, they were kind of locked in. I think they it was 180, 180 days, days. so they could sell. 180 so. days, you couldn't do anything with your stock. Couldn't do anything for stock. And that's so the law. That's when you have like after 180 days. Usually, you see the stock tank because everyone's selling their shares. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because like anything is wrong, but it's because they just want want their money. They mm-hmm. just want that cash. They just want to cash uh, out. So that's what Mr. Uber himself did. So cashed out, I think, half a billion dollars in stock. Let me ask you something, Brandon. And, and I want the viewers to really think about this. If Mr. Uber, our boy Travis T.K. Kalanick, had – if he hadn't cashed out, what would that mean? It would mean he had faith in the stock that it would go up because he's why, – why sell now if you have faith in your company's stock going up? So you could you could sell for more later, right? So by him selling all of that stock now and cashing out, you know what this tells me, Brandon? I'm, he doesn't necessarily he doesn't believe in the company. I that's exactly what I think. I think he thinks he doesn't believe it at all. He thinks that hey, they didn't leave on good terms either with a whole 180 days of change, uh, Uber's history. He got kind of got forced out, right, Brandon? Yeah, so I think um, it, it certainly could be that he really doesn't believe in and the company. Do you remember what happened? He requested to be a part of the ceremony when they ding, 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 open that opening bell, ring that opening bell during the New York Stock Exchange IPO. You know what Dara said? Dara said, bro, my boy Kalanick, it's not a good PR move for you to be here on the floor. I didn't I didn't know that. That's The that. company that you founded – now you sweat blood and tears over, and then you get ousted, and then this dude Dara wouldn't even let you be a part of the ceremonies when you when it's yeah. in public. That is, I did not know that actually. That's pretty interesting because that, and that's 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 why I feel like kind of like this doesn't necessarily mean anything for the stock. Like I don't know if right, it, it has no bearing. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it really reflects his like actual belief about the health of Uber. I think he's just pissed. Like I just think <laughs> he is just like trying to wash his hands completely of it. He does still have remaining. He didn't completely cash out. He still has about literally five percent stake in Uber. So it's not like he's completely out. Yeah. But um, he he sold twenty percent. I I really feel like a lot of that. And and I don't. I obviously don't know him at all, Trav. Travis here, our boy, our boy Trav, my boy Trav, my boy Trav. I don't know him at all, but like he seems kind of like a dude that would get mad and do some vindictive shit. Like and, he does, yeah, he kind of yeah, like totally he kind of does. Like you know what? I I can make another five hundred million if I held on to this, but nah, I'm not going to. I'm just going to get rid of it just to uh, tank the share value. Yeah, even he, more. He seems like a dude that would say "fuck you." Um, I'm I'm doing washing my hands of this poo. Yeah. So. That's interesting. It's kind of funny. I don't really think it means anything about like Uber's mm-hmm. health or anything like that, but interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Um, last topic for today. 
I'm sure everyone that's listening to the podcast, everyone knows, um, and if you don't, there was a um, Uber, of course, has their autonomous vehicle division. They are trying to basically build an autonomous car to, in 20, 25 years, potentially replace drivers. Um, hit a snag, hit someone in Arizona Ooh. when they were testing it, um, and unfortunately, the person, um, person died. Um, oh, which was, you know, very sad, very tragic, and also took, uh, you know, Uber obviously took quite a hit from that. There was a report kind of quietly released um, this past week that said, you know, the reason for um, this incident was because the camera system, they have like this, uh, this fused together system of sensors that is supposed to pick up, you know, when things are around and then they can kind of react to them. It didn't pick this person up because it couldn't at that time pick up jaywalkers, right? Um, at least that's, that's what I'm, I'm kind of understanding from the story. And then that is interesting because if, if it can't, cause the thing that's hard about autonomous is that you have to figure out how to like account for all these kind of fringe cases. Yeah. And, it, and a jaywalker is almost not even a fringe case. I feel like that happens all the time. Yeah. Like I personally jaywalk on a daily basis. Me like, three. Every single day. 100%. I'm jaywalking. Um, it's either me I jaywalking or people, people jaywalking in front of my car. Yeah, like happens all the time. So it's kind of, that's barely a fringe case, if it is a fringe case. So it's crazy that they're so far that they can't even account for jaywalking. There is a lot of work to do for autonomous vehicles to be any way viable, any shape. Uh, and you know what this means for ISA drivers? You ain't going to be out of a job because... We're, they're still going to need you to be piloting the helm in yep. some capacity. Yep. Still going to, it's going to be a, a really long time. I mean, listen, ev- eventually all time these cars are going to come. They're probably going to come on in terms of like highways and in, in forms of truck of truckers, you know, that could be mm-hmm. somewhat soon um, because there's less fringe cases. Right. Um, but in terms of kind of in cities and the suburbs driving people around, like that is so far away mm-hmm. that I don't know if anyone that's a rideshare driver right now, I would be shocked if they are affected by autonomous cars. Hey, uh, me too. I, be, this is, I'm thinking maybe like 20 years at minimum until we get to the, any of this. Yeah. So I'd be shocked definitely. if anybody who's driving, I mean, what's the minimum age, 25? I mean, you'd be 45, 50 by the time this affects you at the youngest, yep. you know, rideshare yep. drivers. So it's pretty... Um, it's just interesting, kind of like you hear a lot about autonomous cars and people you know, get like super excited about it. And it, you know, it'll, it'll happen today, I think. And I'll but, tell you what, for those of you watching, if it does happen in less time, Brandon will eat his left shoe. If, it, <laughs> if in 10 years there's an autonomous car coming around, I will personally eat a shoe, <laughs> uh, a left shoe. I will absolutely 100% do it. And I will eat the, the companion shoe. I'll eat right. the right the right half of the shoe. <laughs> you heard it right here, folks. Hold us accountable. How do you hold us accountable? Bottom right sub. Subscribe alive to this channel. Sub smash like all the buttons except the dislike button. And leave a comment. Leave a comment, and that is it. That's all the topics that we have for today, Gridwise J. Gridwisers, Brandarino. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys on the next one. See you on the next one.